But don't you remember something that you've learnt? So in other words, learning is here, remembering is here. Mm. Let me think about this. So you can't remember something you remembered, but you can remember something you learned. But the thing, I think, I think l learning is remembering something that's subconscious. Learning is remembering something that's subconscious. Okay, so if you say, for example, if you say to a child, what did you learn today? It's like, I learnt my two times table. Now, it doesn't mean that they remembered it, mm. but they could say, so you could say to them, what did you learn today? Mm. I learnt my two times table. Okay, tell me what you remember. Mm. So then that's the process. Then they go, um, um, so they're trying to then remember what they have yeah. learned. That's interesting, but my question would be then, what's the foundation of them learning that two times table? Because yeah. they can't, I don't think they can learn the two, learn or remember the two times table yeah. unless there was some kind of foundation that helped them connect to that. Right. So that is that thing of like, sometimes like people, so it's, a, it's that thing of like recognizing something you have already. Mm. So for example, like I use this like surface example all the time. It's like, cool, if you bought new trainers yeah. and you're walking around, before that, before having those trainers, you might not notice them on other people. Uh -huh. But yeah, because yeah, you yeah, have yeah. them now, you start noticing That's them. That's the, um, what do they call that? The amygdala. Yeah. The amygdala part of the brain mm. that does that. Yeah, so, so I feel like the reason we recognise stuff, so the reason I can read a book and go, I like this part, yeah. th that's why two people can read the same book mm -hmm. and one person will take away different parts mm. or learn different yeah, parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another person will learn diff other different parts uh -huh. because there's some sort of bias within that person yes. of things they already have yes. that they're connecting themselves mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Or they needed, they needed something to, to explain to them something that they already knew. So, like for example, like with storytelling, we knew how to tell stories. Or I used to listen to stories being mm -hmm. told. But then when I came here, that's when it began to get broken down in terms of the science and the theory behind storytelling. And it was like, we didn't need all of that. Mm. We just knew when it was storytelling time, we got together as a community. We learned from those stories, this, but we didn't have titles for them. Mm. So what you're saying makes sense. And, and that's why I was saying like, I searched for those aha moments because I'm like, okay, this thing that we used to do, why did we do it? Mm. And then reading and okay, you know, and like those moments hit and it's like, ah, okay, yeah. storytelling builds community, storytelling helps with communication, storytelling builds confidence. Makes sense now. Storytelling builds adverts as well. Like yeah, that's that's yeah, another bro. thing I realised that I was thinking that while adverts actually saying it's like it's a story as well, isn't it? Yeah, and sometimes the story is like personal to people. It's like, cool, if you buy this thing, yeah. then, you know, this thing might happen. It's, that's mm -hmm. part of the story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like people always connect to the stories and, yeah. and, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Have you heard of that thing of, um, oh, how does it go? It's something to do with, like, biased information. So now people look for, like, information that explains what they already know or what they already have. So I don't know if you're that into, like, horoscopes or anything like that, or I know some people are, some people mm -hmm. are not. Mm -hmm. But, for example, horoscopes would be a great example. Mm -hmm. So, like, people might already be looking for oh some yeah. type of information. They read it, and they go, like, oh, yeah, like, it's this makes so yeah, much yeah, sense yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm going yeah. through this thing, yes, and yes, yes, yes. that thing is changing. But mm -hmm. it's, it's that thing mm -hmm. of, like, looking for information based on a biases rather right. than, than what information really is. Mm. Something that was already... It's what you were seeking. It's mm. almost like that kind of, isn't it, seeking you shall find. Mm. You 
um, I was listening to Abraham Hicks talking about what we focus on and that made me just stop everything mm. because it was the idea behind what you focus on is it's a frequency yeah and then all of a sudden you find you draw more towards that thing that especially if you not especially sorry whichever one you're choosing mm. whether you like it or not depending on what your focus on is what you draw towards yeah. so if you notice if you have conversations with um, people and they are focused on a particular say story that just becomes their life yeah because that's what they're honed in on constantly so then it's like when you recognize that and that's not what you want change your frequency mm. but sometimes it's become such a habit that to break away from it you're like oh my days and she called it you she said you have to be emotionally biased mm. i was like what yeah 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 yeah. that's powerful Do you know what I mean and i was like emotionally biased so in other words when you're trying to wean away from it in the beginning it's going to be challenging because you're used to it mm. and now you're choosing this new style of living or, or the way of seeing the it's world almost it's, it's this uncomfortable yeah, sort of breakthrough I've, I've listened to a lot of uh, and and correct me if i'm wrong but she classed herself as she didn't class herself as a as a herb and she was doing the talks oh is it yeah i think yeah i think she classed herself as a sort of like a it or whatever she was basically channeling she was saying that she was channeling like Oh, something so she, she, yeah, she works with, um, they, so her name is ex Esther mm. Hicks. And she works with a kind of form of, I don't even know what they, it's an entity that they say. Yes, yeah, so it's along like source. spiritual yes, sort yes, of yes. spiritual line. But they just happen to choose yeah. the name Abraham to, I guess, be able to communicate mm. with humans but regardless she's she's extraordinary like she's like her stuff is powerful like i was listening to a lot of her stuff and i when i was going through my breakup in my relationship like two was it like two and a half years or two years ago i can't remember exactly how long mm -hmm. ago now but like i was listening to some of her stuff and a lot of her stuff was based on that it's like mm. based on the like you know vibration and just like how people connect or yeah. the, the situation that people are going through and yeah. stuff and i found it really useful because mm. like she's giving me like a different angle an angle that I wouldn't find anywhere else. Got you. To know, to look at it from a different yeah, sort of yeah, like yeah, perspective yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, are you you from Sierra Leone? Yeah. Born uh, what in the UK. Yeah. Lived in um, what about when I was about two years old. Went to Sierra Leone to live with my uncle, mm. and then came back when I was about eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you go back like frequently. Yeah, or? yeah I do. What, what, what's Sierra Leone like? Sierra Leone like. Beautiful man. Mm. I just so I've just come back from there um, a month ago, and actually went on there on a mission to find mentors. Mm. So there are two particular individuals that I was looking for. One of them is Dinkina, amazing storyteller, mm. like phenomenal traditional storyteller that is very much being forgotten um, in terms of when I mention his name like my auntie or my cousin or they'll be like oh my gosh is he still alive and mm. i'm like this dude is so big where we're from or as children but now he's forgotten mm. he's not as you know I mean? he's known back home but i'm like he should be global and do you think that's due to like the internet 
like does, does he does he put stuff out on the no, internet? No, no, he's old man. Well, but, but that's the he's thing, old, and and that's yeah. the thing. This is what I realize about the current world and in, in today's thing. It's like if you're not on social media, yeah. or someone isn't on, you know, they don't have a YouTube, whatever, is, whatever it is. Like people don't connect. Like most people connect through internet now. But then it's yeah. it's it's the it's the responsibility of our generation mm. to now keep that alive. So when I went in search of him, it was to say, look, I've I've become what I am based on being self-taught. Mm. But I I want my I want my my uh what's it called? My sigil. I want my my teacher. I want my my uh you know that like I used to watch Kung Fu back in the day and you you had to have a master. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. when you're under that master, you humble yourself and you become a student of the game. Mm. Bro, this man stands and people just start to gather. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's thinking. And then the other person is um, Sori Kundi. Mm. Sori Kundi is an instrumentalist. He's blind as well. And I used to see him on the internet and he played this instrument. He plays an instrument called a Kundi. Now I have one here which is called a Yunga Yunga. Mm. This is from Zimbabwe. So in Sierra Leone we have the Kundi. Bro, this dude is like the only person in my country left playing this instrument. Mm. So I went to go and find him and I sat with him and just listened to him talk about his life. And then he also said, he's like, when he goes to do shows, he's telling people, look, I'm on my way out. Mm. I want to pass this on. And nobody's stepping up. And he was like, I'm listening to him. And then he's like, I'd really love to teach a girl you know, to, to be able to, to mm. do this. I'm like, if you haven't found anyone, I'll be your student. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm like, but I'll need a kundi though. <laughs> um, so literally he, we got, uh, we got the wood, sent it to the carpenter to shape the wood. And then he made this instrument for me. Wow. And so when it was done, it was, I can either get it posted or I want to go to him and collect it. In person. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I've got to go to collect it from him. And we speak on the phone. And then I've got a, a, a young brother there who like will go to him, record videos and send it to me. Mm. So whilst I was there, he was teaching me. But now it would be a case where until I can go back, he'll be sending me videos. But mm. it's just for me to, it's almost like a responsibility to keep the memories of these great individuals yeah. like i'm like these are the dons of what i do mm. so first of all i want to learn from them and i want to expose and keep their name alive yeah. so it's like y'all gonna live through me do you know what i mean mm. and i want to be able to pass that down to the next generation you know yeah and, and i feel like like just even hearing that for me that's such a beautiful thing to hear because um mm. Obviously, you know Shola as well, and yep. I spent some time around Shola, and when it was talking about, you know, people just gathering and just being that sort of like, like almost like these people being so, sort of like a magnet that people are drawn to, mm -hmm. like Shola's like that. Mm. Um, you know, like very grounded, very like certain. Yeah, man, with that deep voice as well. Yeah. And, and Shola's storytelling is like, you get drawn in, because, yeah, he's just had years of. And I used to watch Shola before I was even storytelling. Mm. I'll go to events and I'll see Shola doing his thing. And I'm like, this guy's animated. Them times, I wasn't even storytelling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Shola's yeah, but I, I feel like this is, uh, it's, um, and hopefully I'm not, uh, sorry, hopefully I'm wrong about this, but I feel like it's, it's a dying tribe. It's, it's, a, 
it's a thing where the world is changing, you know, mm. like the internet stuff is coming in, whatever. So I feel like people are more disconnected now than they yeah, were yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's something like very spiritual, like very powerful where people used to be able to sit in a circle back in the day mm. and talk about the problems in an authentic way, in mm -hmm, a genuine mm -hmm, way, mm -hmm, where like mm -hmm. it doesn't happen no more. Right. You know, it's like it's like if someone's in a corporate world, it's like people bunch of people will, you know, go there and just like everyone's playing games about who's yeah, going to like yeah, elevate yeah, 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 within yeah, yeah, the yeah, career and all these different yeah, things. Yeah. There's just so much ego involved. And mm. yeah, there's something, there's something about like real authentic communities and like tribes that's missing. Mm. In, I, in remember, I remember being young and it's almost like when everybody's finished working on the farms, everyone's kind of, it was that moment where we got together. Mm. So storytelling brought us together and we would literally like sit down and then you would just have these elders and then the laughter that you'd have, mm. the crickets that you'd hear. And we would just be in this safe space of community and listening to these elders teach us these powerful lessons yeah. through these through these journeys that were just like, and I would just be in awe. Mm. As a child, I was yeah. just in awe. So to now be doing that is, is, is wild to me. Because what happened was when I left Sierra Leone and came here, there was no mm. storytellers, but I found hip hop. Mm. So it's like hip hop is the modernized version of the oral tradition. And I was just like so drawn because there you had the rhythm, the music, and it was just like, whoo, yeah. this, is, this is street journalism at its finest. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, like, years, years, years later, I would go and fall back in love with storytelling. But all I knew was, like, Tom and Jerry, mm. Mickey Mouse. And these were the ones who are now the new faces of the storytelling that, um, say, we were used to back home. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Nice. It's, it's, it's interesting. And, and I think, so, Apparently, in the States, um, for the first time ever, hip-hop is starting to die a little bit. What? Yeah, yeah like... Oh, you're like talking about old-school hip-hop or...? No, no, just, just in general, just hip-hop in general. Um, it's okay. like it's, it's starting to drop a little bit, and I was thinking, why, why is that? Um, mm. And that's never happened before. Like, hip-hop mm. was the one, of the, like, one of the most like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. listened to genres in, yeah. in, in the States, and it's, it's always been rising. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just I was kind of listening to a lot of songs, like a lot of American songs and stuff, and it's just the content or the lyrics are always the same. Mm. It's always like the same stuff, but said in a slightly different way. Not not everyone's music. For example, like I like Abso. I don't know if you li if yeah, you listen yeah, to yeah, Abso. Yeah, yeah. TDs, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. there's 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 couple artists out there where maybe someone like J Cole, but there's couple musicians who mm -hmm. are like putting in like. You know, like content that is meaningful mm -hmm. and powerful, but mm -hmm. the rest of them are just talking about the same stuff yeah, all the time. It's yeah, like yeah. how many cars they got. How many properties they have? How much money they make? What kind of cars they? Yes, I was already spoke mm -hmm. about cars. What kind of women they? See. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. it's all the same stuff. Like there's no actual substance to it. Right. Um, and it's just it's, it's become this like fast food industry where mm. if it sounds good or just like whatever. Um, I think yeah. the, there's a the, the industry is pu is pushing a particular sound, mm. and also what we used to be able to say back in the day in hip hop. You say those things now, they'll be deemed as offensive. Mm. So you, so being as, say, rebellious or as revolutionary, you would be, you get, you get, you get, uh, you get blackballed. Mm. You know what I mean? You get put in a particular category where it's almost like they try and oust you out for being so 
open with your lyrics. Yeah. Um, so I think that's for some people, it's like, well, if I can't say what's really mm. on my chest, why am I in this art form yeah. where the back of this was of the struggle, mm. was of talking about um, things that are going on in my society, in my community that I'm not pleased about. And then I think back in the day when I used, when we used to listen to hip hop, hip hop used to, and it still does, um, but the, 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 the power of it, it, mm. it would move people in a different way. You know, it wasn't just about entertainment. Yeah. It was like we rapped for, to, to, to make you think. We rapped to, to shift lives. We yeah. rapped to educate. And now the, I guess the education is, the, the, the information, sorry, is so widely available. Um, this is something, this is something we'd have to probably think on or discuss mm. even further. As I'm thinking about it, more things are coming to me in terms of how the industry is being set up mm. and what is deemed as um, the new faces of hip hop. Yeah. I mean, like... So I'm not I'm not the biggest like conspiracy theorist, right? Um, I try to look as much, like I try to be as factual as possible. Mm -hmm. For example, when I look at the music industry and and how much music, like within rap and some of the hip hop as well, because even the hip hop thing has been diluted. But how many people talking about how many people they killed and stuff? And it's like, at what point do people think it's okay? Like the music labels think it's okay to keep putting that music out. Mm. So my thing is like, I'm not biggest um, conspiracy theorist, but there must be something behind it if people go and keep doing oh that yeah, and, and we're, we're fine with that. Of course. Yeah, of it's, course. it's a bit, it's a bit that's crazy. Been, that's been in existence mm. for quite a while in terms of what, it's like fashion. Mm. What the industry pushes is what people are going to be mm. um, more drawn to. So a lot of people think that it's the artists that control um, what people listen to. But in saying that, if you are an artist that is dedicated to your craft and you're true to your art, you will draw the fans. Mm. And I think what artists shouldn't do is necessarily look at just the commercial following. So it's almost like a lot of the times it's based on views and things like that. You'll hear of some rappers that, or you'll come across a rapper that you've never heard mm. of. And you'll be like, you hear that they're on tour. Like, tour where? <laughs> they'll be going China, they'll be going, different countries, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and you're like, they're loved in these yeah. places and really not. This is a world of eight billion people. Yeah, they, they, that does really exist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the world is bigger than social media. Mm. There are people who are just like, nah, listen, I follow this artist because I love what they do. I love what they stand for, you know? Yeah. So I think as an artist, it's up to you to not be, not be, um, what's the word? not be made fearful mm. to to have a voice yeah you know what i mean and have that voice be something that is meaningful whether you're mm. talking about love war whichever it is have it be something that's meaningful to you that does draw towards uh people yeah but that's, that's what i love about musicians that kind of stand for what they believe in mm. when they say you know like a lot of the times they have all this influence telling them you know you should write this type of music mm. you should do this but they go you know what I'm gonna write what I wanna write about. Mm, mm. And they stand for it and it, it works out for them. And I think that's the most beautiful thing because they're standing up for what they believe and what their qualities are. Mm. Um, well, speaking of like music and stuff, um, what's your like creative process? Like even with the storytelling and the, uh, storytelling. the music as well. Just, yeah, what's your, 
someone the other day, someone the other day, I've said I've got two personalities, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was happy about it, mm. um, because my hip hop side is like, it's um, it's more adult, it's more adult focused, mm. it's uh, it's revolutionary, it's where I talk about my what I'm going through, my personal issues, but in terms of my process, currently it's like wake up in the morning. If it's not time to pray, the first thing I do is write mm. because the brain has rested. And I, I don't know, maybe whatever is in my dream, I want to trans translate that onto the page. I want to mm. transport that onto the page straight away. So certain times I wake up and I'm like, all right, cool, boom, headphones, and then mm. and I just get to work. Because once the sun comes up, the world opens. Yeah. That's when the calls come in, the emails come in. But in those those early hours, it allows me to just zone. I can talk to myself in terms of my creative process, um, with, with what I'm doing, and it's really like this kind. And some artists they tend to stay up at night. I'm like, nah, I, I like morning, mm. early. Certain times I can hear birds tweeting and all sorts. So for me, that is my is is. And then if I finish writing. I'll either go record it straight away because the flow is there, mm. um, or I'll go train first and then come back and then look to to, yeah. to continue working on it. But for me, it's really and truly just about okay. I might say, be listening to Joey Badass, Guru, mm. um, Jay Huss, um, Talib Kweli, Common, Jay Z, just and something might hit me whether it's a line that they might have said and I'm like, oof, I want to run with something mm. that, that I've felt. Or I had the last single I released, I sang. Never done that before. Mm. And what happened was I was going through this process where I was like, I don't, musically I wanted to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. So I decided to do 30 days where I'll just record 30 verses, record them and release, record and wow. release. And then after you've done about say 20 days let me try something different mm -hmm. so i pull out the mic and i start putting auto tune i've not done it before let me bust up an <laughs> auto, auto tune sent it to a couple of people and they're like hey put this out so mm. put, and i was like nah come on like, Yo, put it out so i put it out it's done all right it's like and i was like, okay cool so certain times um when it comes to so i rap in english and I rap in Creole from mm. Sierra Leone, broken English as well. And interestingly enough, one day my, my old manager came up to me and was like, yo, rap a song in Creole. I was like, nah, bro, man, I ain't got time for that. Mm. Rapping in Creole. I'm not good at it. My Creole's not strong. He's like, nah, just, just do a thing. He's like, if you do it, I'll give you a box of tea. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what it takes? Bro, yeah. That was a bribery. <laughs> like, I'll give you a box of tea. <laughs> I was like, right, cool, you got a deal. So I sat there and I worked on the tune. Bruv, you know this tune went number one in Nigeria. And Seriously. This tune went no. I was like, how is my first number one? That's the thing, you, th you took a creative risk and, and I feel like and I feel like that's super. Yeah, and, and, and I feel that's, 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 that's really important. A creative risk. Yeah, man. Yes. You have to like, I feel like in life people have to take a creative risk yeah, because yeah. If, if, they, if they sit within their comfort zone, mm. and sometimes, look, sometimes it might not be a number one hit. Yeah, like sometimes yeah, yeah. it might not work mm -hmm. out, but mm -hmm. if you don't try, you don't know what's possible. That's right. Or you don't know what might, what yeah. might happen yeah, after yeah. that. Definitely. And then with the storytelling, 
the storytelling is uh, slightly a little bit different because what I do is I borrow stories from the past. That's my whole thing. Mm. With and when I came across storytelling, it was almost like I'm walking and I'm looking inside these books and I'm finding gems. And I'm like, is nobody seeing this? Like, what, what's going on here? So I started just finding these gems and these gems. And then I started just sharing ones or twos. And I was like, people like this, man. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. It, it was that whole thing of um, remembering what, it, what I felt like as a child listening to stories. So like, I'll, I'll give you one, for example. Like, there's a story about um, truth and lie. And truth and lie are twins, mm. right? And um, lie says to truth, let's have a race. And truth is, all right, cool. Like, but we're going to swim. Okay, cool. Oh, in order to swim, we're going to take off our clothes. So truth is, like, okay, cool. So they take off their clothes, right? Stand at the edge. It's like on your marks, get set, go. Now, mm. truth jumps in. Doesn't look left, doesn't look right. It's just swimming, 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 swimming. Lie now doesn't move. Mm. What lie does is take truth's clothes and puts them on. <laughs> yeah? So truth has gone to the other side, come back, lie's gone. <laughs> now the only clothes that are there are the truth are the clothes of lie. But truth being truth, that I'm not gonna take the clothes of lie. So truth then goes looking for lie. But when it gets back to the village, everybody is disgusted. Like what, 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 and truth is trying to tell them I'm truth and they're like you are lie. Mm. <laughs> yeah I mean truth already walked past it. We saw truth. Yeah? <laughs> now exactly. So truth now starts going and knocking on people's door and everywhere truth goes, nobody wants to see mm. the naked truth. Yeah? Nobody wants to see the naked truth. So everybody turns truth away. And then so truth is left outside, it's raining, it's cold, he's shivering. And then along comes parable. Parable sees truth, takes pity on truth and takes truth home. Feeds truth, warms up truth and then goes inside and brings the cloth of story mm. and wraps it around truth. Now truth now dressed in story goes back out into the world. Knocks on those same people's doors and they welcome Mm. truth in who's now clothed a story and they sit around and they share and they laugh mm. when I find moments like stories like those I'm like what I've been trying to say maybe in an hour I can say in two minutes mm. that's powerful you know what I'm saying and then I get to explain to people like what the power of stories or storytelling is one person's truth is another person's lie and also because when lie came dressed as truth, uh -huh. that's someone's lie, but they think it's the truth. Mm. But yeah, no, that's that, that's thought it's powerful. Yeah, we're <laughs> I mean, having a moment right now. <laughs> no, no, no. But what what's interesting is like the hardest thing for a storyteller, for well, me as a mm. storyteller, is if I've told a story and I want to say speak on the meaning of the story. Sometimes I have to fight the urge because my meaning of the story could be based on where I am in my life. Yeah. 
And what you get from a story is based on where you are in your life. So what you just said there, bam, 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 I'm listening to you now. Because mm. now you're teaching me. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, um, I went to a school once and um, I was telling this story. And whenever I've told this story, nobody's, it's a story about a donkey that falls into a well. So one day this youth sits there and he's like, no, I'm going to tell you two situations, actually. Mm. Um, he sits there and then he, he comes up with something. As a result of that child, I had to change the story. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Um, usually, by the way, when I say story, story, the person must say story. Yeah. yeah. So when I, when I say story, story, you say story. Story, story. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> out here. And the reason, and it's interesting because the reason for that is, it's like back home, you're asking, do you want a story? And then you want a story. So when you say story, you're like, yeah, I want a story. Yeah. So there's a story about a snail. And this snail takes seven years to cross the road. Yeah. And as the snail gets to the other side, a huge, massive tree falls down, lands, bow, and just misses the snail. The snail turns around. That takes him about two weeks. Mm. It turns around, looks at the tree and goes, Phew! <laughs> it sure is good to be fast. <laughs> now, say that story <laughs> to a group of children. I said that, I've, you know, I've told a story, told a story. And then I get to ask them, is the snail slow or is the snail fast? And then they get into the debate mm. and it's the most beautiful. The snail is slow. Why is it slow? Because it took seven years. Why is it fast? Because the tree missed it. Da -da 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 -da. Bro, I'm sitting there, I'm just watching them, watching them. Mm. I go to one school, and then this youth goes, well, it depends on how big the road is. Mm. I'm like, I ain't thought of that. Mm. But because of the story, his brain went somewhere else. He took the story and did something else with it. He analyzed it, broke it down in a different way. So stories can almost bring out someone else's universe. And I think that's, that's what's so beautiful. It's like, you can tell a story right now. Mm. And then based on who's in the room, people can throw the universe in the middle. Yeah. And they can look at someone's universe and go, that universe is kind of cool. Mm. Or like, I want to know about that universe. Mm. It's like, when, when that you were saying like, how big is the road? That's yes. his universe. Yeah, so yeah, they're like, yeah. I want to take a little bit of yeah. that because he's thinking about something entirely different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he he then took me somewhere else mm. and everybody else in the room because everybody else yeah. was like, oh yeah. Even the teachers were like, ooh. Mm. And then what's also beautiful, bro, is when you get the youth who teachers might deem as the bad youth mm. and they come up with an answer and everyone's looking at them like yeah. that. This child doesn't usually talk. I'm like, yeah. Well, this child's got ADHD. They don't sit down. But but, but we know, but we know none of that is true. We know that they're not a bad you, and of we know course. that they're not. You know, and that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing because yeah. of the storytelling. It invites them to right. show that side because yeah. we know they, they have that side as well. Mm -hmm. Everyone mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. That whatever the the surface or what they're putting out is entirely different who who they really are. Right. 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 You know, for some some people, for some people, it's a defense thing. For some people, mm. something else. Yeah, some yeah. people survive like that. Yes, anger is the survival process. Thank you. You know, and with the storytelling, what's happening is because apparently, when you're when you're watching TV, your brain does less work. 
when I'm telling you a story, your brain has to activate all, mm. you know what I mean? Everything starts to work. Your brain starts you doing gymnastics. Pay attention, yeah. Yeah, so everything is going on. You're, you've got the sound, you've got the image. You're, if I say donkey, you can decide to make the donkey purple. You can yeah. decide to make it green, black. What? It's your world. I have to visualize it. So the moment I'm visualizing it, I just, I'm not an autopilot no more. I'm just, I'm taking. Thank you. Yeah, I'm taking charge. I've got a story as well, by Talk the way. Talk to me. It's not, it's not, it's not my story. Story, story, story. story. Yeah, story. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I, need to, I need to pull it up real right, quick, cool, but cool. I've, I've got it here. Uh, there we go, one second. I've sent it to Aladdin the other day. He didn't like it. Huh? He didn't, he didn't like it. Man. But I'll, I'll bring it up in a second. It's a, it's a story between... Uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just read it out. Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, I found it. <coughs> yeah, so I'm not, I'm not that amazing at reading, so but I'm give it, I'm gonna give it a shot. Creative, uh, gonna take a creative risk. So anyway, so the sun and the wind uh, quarreled about which was stronger, the wind. So the wind said, uh, "So let me just restart that again. <laughs> it's not, it's not going great." Um, so yeah, the sun and the wind quarreled about which one was stronger. And the wind said, I'll prove that I am. And then the wind said, see the old man down there with the coat? I bet I can get his coat off quicker than you can. Mm. That's what the wind said to the sun, yeah. So the sun went behind the clouds and wind blew until it almost uh, became a tornado. Mm. But, then, but then the harder it blew, the tighter the old man clutched his coat mm. to him. So finally, the wind calmed down and gave up. And the sun came out from behind the clouds and smiled kindly to the old man. Presently, and uh, he mopped his brow and pulled his coat off. Mm. The sun then told the wind that gentleness and friendliness were always stronger than fury and force. Mm. 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 He didn't like it when I sent it to you. Mm. Yeah. He needed to hear it verbally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I might not be the greatest reader. He didn't need to hear it. That's what it is. You see the difference? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm joking. It said powerful. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah. And, and um, if you're teaching things like mentoring, stories like that, mm. powerful. If you've only got a few minutes with a crowd or a group, um, of people and you want to teach a lesson um, like you can just like storytelling is so it's so therapeutic mm. you know if you can really get across a message like I heard you talk about um, um, people going to the gym <laughs> you're uh, like they don't come back to their business and there's a there's a you know like people would speak about things that they're struggling with mm. whatever it may be whether it's finance or or wait whatever whatever the, the thing may be mm. and there's this story 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 uh, there's this story <laughs> about this man who's in a bar and he goes it's his time to buy the round so he goes up to the bar um tender is it bartender is that the one yeah, the button, uh, yeah, yeah, to the button, yeah. yeah. See, I, you can tell I don't drink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he goes up to him and he says to him, um, yeah, give me like, you know, five pints or whatever. Give me some peanuts. Give me some crisp or whatever. Mm. And then he puts them on the table, pays or, and then 
he's about to take them and the bartender goes, would you like a tray? And he says, no, thanks. I'm carrying enough as it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo. <laughs> right. So the first time I heard that story, I'm sitting there like, wait, what? Why wouldn't he take the tray? Oh. Remember I was saying about the penny drop moment? Mm. Penny drop moment in the sense of, we could be going through things. Somebody comes with a solution. Mm. But we're so focused on the problem that when someone's going, here's a solution, it's literally like, nah, nah, I don't want to hear it. For the solution. I'm too busy looking at the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that story of the guy that's on a boat, the, 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 the classic cliche. You know, the guy's on a boat and yeah. the boat is sinking and he's yeah. saying, God, show me a sign. Yeah. You, you know that story, yeah, yeah, just yeah, give yeah, me a yeah, sign. Yeah, and yeah, then. Yeah. By the time it gets to heaven, it's like, God's like, I sent you like five signs. I sent you help. Yeah. I sent you help and yeah. you didn't take it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that that's that's one of the things that really made me fall in love with stories, just in terms of how they connect with people, how they they build empathy mm. in people, how um how stories like we can we can sit down mm. and share moments. It's almost like like my version of story story is somebody else's version of guess what? Like if, you know you have uh, friends who can tell a good story mm -hmm. when they're like, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. And when they say guess what happened, you, by the way they said guess what, yeah, you yeah. know something juicy is coming. Hey, fam. Yeah. Do, do you know what? I'm actually. I just realized I'm. I'm good at telling stories. Yeah. Yeah. But the way I do stories, it's like I'd have to do it in like a sort of like urban slang sort of way. That's your communication. Yeah. That's your Because that feels more natural for me. So it's like, you know, like from young, mm. when I'm around Mandem, and you know, mm. like Mandem telling stories to each other, but Mandem doing a Mandem way. Right, 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 right. right so that's right. the way I'd be saying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's you know, when you condition yourself to do it in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. just like, but yeah, I think the way you tell stories is really, really powerful. Oh, so yeah, so true. I've had, I have to adjust it because you see me do storytelling with the children. Um, the voice changes, mm. um, there's the more movement and stuff. So even I had to buy a mic. So sitting down for me telling stories is, is almost kind of difficult certain times because yeah. I'm like, my storytelling, they say 70% of communication is body language. Yeah. I'm like, that's why I, that's why actions speak louder than the words. Bam. Yeah. See what I mean? So if 70% is body language, then I'm like, oh. So even if somebody's standing still, you can have a strong, still stance yeah. and deliver. Yeah. And then there are those who, like Shola, very animated in mm. the storytelling. So you're picturing the animals as he's describing the animals. He's changing his sound, the voice. So I'm like, if seven, I need to make sure that my body is, mm. is, do you know what I mean? Is in tip top shape. I need to look after it because that means as a storyteller now, I'm now learning that all of this mm. is my instrument. So somebody might be like, yeah, the way you tell stories. And it's like, I aim to tell stories with more than just words. I want to connect. Mm -hmm. Like I want like neural coupling. I want that that neural coupling. <laughs> What's neural coupling? <laughs> Do you know what that is? No. It's literally like when I'm telling a story, the emotions. Yeah. Like if you check out the brain waves, you will actually be able to see 
our brain waves start to literally go into the same mm. brain waves, um, mirroring this neural coupling, mirroring. I'm trying to remember which one it is. Um, but our brain waves, if they tr put us, because if I start speaking about, say, love, you see our brain waves are going in the same pattern. And it's like, what? Mm. That's crazy. And that's why we, we, you could be in the movies, for example, or somebody gets punched in a movie or they throw a punch and you mm. see your body and it's like, why are you moving? Like, what, you know, what just happened there? You, you find yourself shifting in your chair just because of how, um, how much action is going into what's in front of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, I get that. What, what was your starting point? Like, at what point did you realise, like, you're going to do music? Um, do, do you remember? Or music yeah. or storytelling, like? With the music, it was a case of, it, was, it started off with, like learning the lyrics of other rappers yeah. and just mimicking with my hairbrush in front of the mirror and just thinking like yeah i used to like certain times rap a bandana might just to look like tupac so just but so then so then in in a, in a way like you already kind of like made a decision there and then it's like when you start doing that it's just you haven't started creating your own music but it was you kind of like almost like maybe not consciously but mimicking. you, you kind of like already knew that that's something you was into because if you're well, what, that thing. do you know what it was? It was a thing of like, I, I, I struggled to find, like when you come from back home and you've got say an African accent back in the day, you just, you just felt like you didn't fit in. Mm. And so hip hop was this thing that was, they're speaking my language or I can relate to what they're talking about or they look like me. Yeah. So that, that's where, you see a lot of young people are drawn to that, especially mm. in the UK. Like, it's like, who, who around you dresses the way you dress, looks the way you look, talks the way you talk, a lot of the time, just the music. Mm. And so I was drawn to the music in that sense of um, people being fearless, being confident, being powerful, being rhythmical, being cool. That the cool factor? Yeah. Oh man, like I wanted to be cool. Yeah. So hip hop gave you that. Hip hop gave me that. And it was like, yo, if I can learn these lyrics, mm. I'm I'm on my way to being cool. Because yeah. I'm, do you know what I mean? I'm rapping like the people who I would call icons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As as a young one. Like we used to, um, my cousin and I, we were we would be maybe say too young to have um say cds back in the day so we mm. would stand outside record stores with the money and ask people yo can you buy us like nwa like do you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. a couple of people like no and then take that home bang it in the system when mom comes that's under the mattress <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying so we're hiding that it was just these these guys were just on the mic they were rebellious man mm. do you know what i mean like there were certain songs that you heard that just done something to you. It's the energy that they transferred onto it. Right. And, and that, was, that wasn't like coming out of nowhere. That was coming from like their experiences and the way they were living. And just in general, like they had this energy just like yeah. and just putting it on yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, right. uh, and, and I think a lot of music's like that. But I feel like, yeah, I think we lost some of that, man. Like mm. compared to, and I'm not saying it's completely gone. Mm -hmm. And look, I could be completely wrong, but I just feel like, I don't know, man. I just look at the music industry nowadays and just, it makes me, it makes me well, sad. I, I, say, I say to people, if you don't see what you see in the industry, go look for what it is you want. Mm. 
Because mm. I can either I can go back to listening to early music yeah. back in the day, or there's like underground artists. But I don't know how to find them. That's the thing. Of course you do, bro. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. I don't know. I don't. I, I try. Internet, if you look on the internet, there yeah. are pe- there are there are artists who are just like out there. But that's the thing to me. Like when I when I find an artist that I like, yeah, mm. even like the old school ones, because I'm I'm a little bit ignorant. So like when people tell me like, listen to this guy from old school mm. days, whatever, mm. it takes me a little while to get there. I do get there, mm. but like not straight away, because yeah, like yeah. I got an issue with like people's recommendations, just in general. Not not just with but with anything. It's like people always, you know, what people always shoving things yeah, like, yeah. do this, watch this thing, do that mm-hmm. thing. I'm just like. Bro, just leave me alone for a second. Let me just, let me just digest. <laughs> yeah, let me just digest because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in, in today's era in general, there's so many recommendations for mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you go on Instagram, someone's recommending you read this book, read that book, mm. do this thing, do that thing. And you're forced yeah. to listen to music at, beyond your, do you know what I mean, without your choice. Mm. So you go into a restaurant or whatever on TV or on I, by by, do you know what I mean? By yeah. default, you're automatically forced yeah. to listen to, which is what more yeah. we will be drawn to, mm-hmm. rather than say the the commercial. I mean, rather than the underground stuff. So you know, um, yes, as I was, as I say, so kind of from trying to learn other people's, I started mucking about with like what I would call nursery line lyric mm. bars, and then one day I was in my room. And a cousin of mine came to the house and he heard me rapping out loud. And he came and he was like, you rap? And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to say, yo, I know some guys who I could hook you up with. Wow. Do you know what I mean? So these times we're, we're kind of mucking around my cousin and that and stuff. And then I go and see these guys and they're just, there's two, like, they're just cold. Like, mm. I'm talking like, this guy said something like, I'm the African Shakespeare. Da, da, da. Man, <laughs> one of them was like, Sick. I swallow lightning and thunder. And I was like, yo. yo. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yo. Like, I'm just, as a young buck, just, that's yeah. like amazed at these <laughs> lyrical geniuses, lyrical gurus. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sticking right here. Because they say, like, what is it? Um, be around people who are better than you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You have to be. I got it. And you don't really get it until mm. you are because it's uncomfortable. Imagine, right, you're going week after week yeah. to the point where I'm like, nah, I'm going to start opening dictionaries, learning words just so I can put them in my rhymes to sound as educated mm. as these other guys. So they're now pushing and challenging me to mm. be better. I want to um, raise my, 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 my verbal intelligence yeah. so that I can be on their level, you know. Um, and then from there, it was just performances. Like, whilst I was in uni, I never once performed at any mm. uni shows, college, same, like, literally, I didn't perform at any shows. I really kept that side of me, you know. It was only when I went to, interestingly enough, when I went to uni, I, um, I chose micro microsystems computer technology some <laughs> madness and then I chose <laughs> you know, I listen, not, not to even judge yeah <laughs> but just like listening talk about all of this stuff and then it's like I chose like microcomputer <laughs> side not to say that you know things can't go hand in hand but yeah. something entirely different but, you, and it was because it was because like I wanted to impress people mm. do you know what I mean when you're coming from certain backgrounds culturally like what I'm gonna go and choose dramas. 
it's not seen as a real subject. Mm. You know what I mean? There's nowhere to study hip hop. So I'm choosing these, these, and then I did like computer science. Like I'm sitting in these classes, I don't have a damn clue what they're talking about. And then I decide, I think after about two years, two years, mm. I decided to leave. Um, <laughs> Pardon me, bro. I, I left as well. But, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. but then, I when I left, I remember going to tell my mum. I told the story in schools. I'm like, I walked in the kitchen and my mum was cooking and she turned around with a knife and I said, Oh, it's peak. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Jerry, like, um, but in the end, I, I ended up saying I wanted to go to another uni to study creative and media writing. Hmm. Now, it was already too late for me to get on the course when I contacted them. Yeah. But the person happened to say to me, contact the, the, you, the, the course head and see what can happen. So I wrote to the course head, Maddie, Maggie Buck. And when I wrote to Maggie, um, I, she, I said, oh, this is my, and I told her my story. Mm. Imagine that. I said, look, this is what I'm studying. This is what I've been studying. I've dropped out. But I found myself when I was in class, certain times I'll be writing lyrics. Mm. I'll be writing poems, you know. Then she wrote back and said, send me some of your work. Mm. Now, all I've got are bars, a couple of rhymes, not couple, but rhymes that I've written. So I'm like, all right, instead of me making up something now, because I need to, I typed up my lyrics and sent them to her. Mm. Came back and was like, we'd love to have you on the course. And I'm like, hold on. This thing that I've been running away from, that I've been hiding, keeping, do you know what I mean, tucked away, has gotten me into uni. Mm. Like my 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 raw talent. Because Maggie's a she's a poet, she's a writer. So she she got it, she understood. And so it's that whole thing of like you really don't know how much your story can impact people and how it can get you to certain places. Yeah. A lot of people will go through things and think, I wish I never went through that. And I'm like, do you know you had to go through that and you look at what they're doing now and you're like that's why you're doing what you do now because because you've done that because you went through that situation mm -hmm. which it was tough it was even horrible it was tragic but because you went through it you're now able to be stronger and you're now able to be here because of your story yeah and now people in certain line in certain uh, line of work that they're in can now relate to you or you can relate to people and you can have that empathy because you can relate to their story. And when you share with them who you are, where you're coming from, mm. they're like, ah, we align. I'm willing to listen to you because you get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, imagine me, me sharing that story and then sharing my work, that got me into uni. And like this woman became like my mom, bro. Mm. Like in uni, she just, she supported me through what I was going through, like literally for the three years. Cause I'm like, well, I've been studying science. I've been, did it, all of this is new to me. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So people, people who, who really, so, and then you, you say to people like, you have a story. Like, I don't have a story. My story's dry. Sit down with me. Tell me about yourself. 
Then you start breaking it down. It's just crazy. Do, do you know what's funny? I, I, was, I was speaking to a um, very good friend of mine, Ebs, and mm. I think he was there actually at one point. I think Aladdin might have been here as well. Mm. Then Ebs started asking me about like, what, what age did you move here? Mm. What was back home? Like, basically, I started ask, asking me all these different questions from like my childhood up to now and stuff. And he goes, oh, you got a story. He goes, you got a story. But it's what you said. It's like when I, when I look back, like when I look back at it, it's just like to me, it's just so normal because I've been through it. Yeah. So to me, it's just it's, it's just a thing, you know. But everyone's got a story, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got a story. I think mm -hmm. not 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 many people want to share the story, yeah. Or not many people maybe might even see the value in sharing the story. But when people start seeing the value, I think he said this on Hebs's podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, he said uh, one of your favorite quotes is, "When I change on how I look at things, the things I look at change." change. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the yeah. times it's it's it's, it's a that thing, and I I truly live by that. Mm. Um, I think sometimes I struggle with changing on how I look at things but that's why I like philosophy mm -hmm. and just kind of like hearing your story about saying you know you was doing was it computer science stuff and <laughs> you switched to what was it the arts and, arts and creative and media creative writing, and media writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my thing is I dropped out of uni so I was doing business management mm -hmm. completely irrelevant but like mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm at a point in life now I'm not saying I'm going to go back to uni mm. but if I did go back to uni mm. I do stuff around philosophy mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm a philosopher at heart mm. like, and, and I think philosophy is really powerful in terms of like seeing looking at things from different perspectives and different points of view and you know like different ways of it opens up a whole different world because mm. mm -hmm. you can you can you can look at something from one philosophical point and go wow I never seen it like that yeah um, yeah. And I think maybe that's what stories got connection. Like I think stories connect to philosophy a little bit, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe quite a bit, not even just a little bit, because the stories are very philosophical sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes they're yeah. they're different. Story, story, story. All right, cool. I'm busy, bro. I'm busy, bro. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I'm just letting you in. I'm waiting to hear that, bro. I'm, I'm waiting for this. <laughs> so, story about a man who comes to a, a, a town. And when he gets to that town, everybody is just busy. Mm. And he's trying to talk to people and everyone's just pushing him out of the way. But he notices a man over on the bridge and the man's shouting, shouting. But he's the only one who's by himself, not in a rush, going anywhere. So he tries to get to that man, but he can't get to him. And the crowd ends up pushing him away. So he goes and then comes back later on and sees the same man at the bridge. Mm. When he sees this man, the man is shouting, 16, 16, 16. So this man is going to him to ask him for a direction, but all he can hear is this man shouting, 16, 16, 16. And he goes up to him and he's like, he wants to ask him, like, you know, about what, what's going on in the town and whatnot. Mm. But then he says to him, he goes, excuse me, excuse me. And the guy stops. He goes, why do you keep on shouting 16, 16, 16? And then the man grabs him, throws him over the bridge and goes, 17, 17, <laughs> 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, that one got me. Oh, my day. <laughs> hey, that one was, hey, that one was sick. <laughs> so, th and there are times when it's like, listen, sometimes the story is just like, you know. <laughs> Um, but, but but that's the thing. But is that's the thing. I think, and that's the beautiful thing about stories, right? Yeah, you can even say that story, and and in a beholder of the listener, like mm. of of how they're listening to that story. Yeah, it's like people can hear different things. Yeah. Like one of the things I used to talk. So I used to do a lot of like personal development stuff. Mm -hmm. 
within my workplace. I try to facilitate spaces for people to sort of like have conversations about mm. particular things or look at things from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And what I realized a lot of the times is that is the people that were coming to those sessions, they were bringing their own learning there. Okay. I wasn't necessarily, I, I would facilitate a platform, right. which is obviously, that's like an ignition, whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way people interpret what that means to them mm. is going back to the thing. That's the, that's the beautiful part. Mm. And I realized that I can go to any course yep. and get value from it yep. because I'm bringing the value okay. with myself. Okay. And that's when I realized that a lot of the times it's also down to the individual to like, what is the listening? Like, what is the... Like how do they observe? Like, what lens are they putting on? Mm. You know, like reading, like, for example, like, if you, if I start listening to your story from the point of learning how to tell that story, right, right, right. like, I'll start, I'll hear the story differently. Because mm. suddenly my lens is different. Yes, yes. Rather yeah. than listening to just to hear what, you know, like, what lens am I putting on? Yes, yes, yes. I, yes, I think yes, that's yes. really important. And, yeah, and, and sure. unfortunately, or fortunately, like, not a lot of people get to that point or that awareness. Of like, well, what is I the think, lens? You know what? I think everybody's on their journey. It's interesting because, like you said earlier, when everybody's throwing information at mm. you, you're like, yo, 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 that's enough. And there are some, for some people, they're going through what they're going through before they can get to what we want us, what we want them to get to. Mm. So, like, for example, um, you might come across a YouTube video or you come across somebody, uh, say a philosopher or somebody, you know, famous or mm. that gives you information and you're like, nah, I need to share this. I need to forward this to, to my friends. And you might show it to somebody and you're looking at them to, for them to have the same rapport that you had when you watched yeah. it and you got, and they're like, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, this is gold, but it's because we're in different places on our journey. So, but that's the thing. So that's I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I've, I've, I've been there before, and I used to be really excited, like trying to show people. And <laughs> do you know what? I've changed up. Like I've mm. changed a lot. Mm. Like my, my thing is now is like I, I send out an invitation, mm. and then for, it's better for me because I'm like I'm not actually like I'm not trying to like yeah. I won't be upset if they don't do it. Right. And my thing is like when people when people are invited to look at something or whatever, mm. it's a little bit different. Mm. So I was like, yo, you should watch this thing. It's yeah. like, yo, I've got an invitation for you. Mm -hmm. Why don't you watch this thing and see what you get from it? Mm. So it just reminds me of that thing. You know when um let's say for example I came up to you and I'm someone that's like I've I've been exposed to the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. As just me. No one else in the world has ever I've just been I've been exposed. I've been exposed to the truth. Yeah. And I come up to you and like this is the truth. This is, this is what like I, I experienced it. It's yeah, the yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like a lot of, a lot of time. Like, if I was genuinely passionate about it, maybe you look at me and say, "Yeah, tell me, tell me more." But sometimes you don't. And it's fascinating because that's what a Jehovah's Witness is. That's what a preacher is. Mm. That's what a, a, a sheikh is. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. these people genuinely believe this is the truth, and they're like, "I've been there. I experienced mm -hmm. it." What, the, the, what if it's lying? Troops close. It could be. <laughs> Even even so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, sometimes we don't know what we're wearing, man. Sometimes, sometimes we yeah, don't know what we're wearing. Have you heard of um, Tapper Listener? Nah. So okay, guess guess um, the the beat I'm playing right now, yeah. Bro, I'm white, fam. <laughs> 
You lost me after the you lost me after the first beat, bro. What are you thinking about? Nah, come on, come nah, on, it's easy, it's nah, easy. Joking. I don't know, it's I don't easy. know. Come on, come on. I'm not. I'm honestly. Come on, like, okay, one, more time, one more time. Pick, 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 pick a part here. That's like proper. Okay, one more time. This is Morse code. <laughs> this guy's had, like, I'm I, I can't, it kind of, it kind of connects with something, but I'm not sure. Like, I, okay. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. So, this is how we, when we're communicating, this is what it can be like for some people. Mm. See, in my head, I have the song. Mm. Many men wish death, death upon me, blood in it. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's how we communicate sometimes, because in our head. It makes sense. Yeah. What we do when we say to somebody, we might send a text or we might say, you're like, what do you mean you didn't get it? I made it clear for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And if within communication, Tapper Listener teaches you that actually, no, it makes sense to me yeah. and only me. So now I have to do all I can to make sure that the message did get across to whoever it is I'm trying to get across to clearly. And there's different ways of sending the message. Right. Like, I've, I've done an exercise in the past where mm. a person will put paper on my back. Yeah. And I have a paper in front of me. So the person's behind me. Oh, yeah, the yeah. paper's on my back. Mm -hmm. And they're drawing on my back. Mm. And I can feel what they're drawing. And I'm going to have to draw it on my, right. on my thing. Right. And, like, to be honest, nine times out of ten, it's the image is not the same. It's yeah. something very different. It's along the lines there. Right. But it's different, right. and that's you know we can be compared to tapping, and there's different ways mm -hmm. of sending a message. Mm -hmm. right? That's why mm -hmm. I say all the time, like I speak English, you speak English, you speak English, but we don't speak the same English. Mm. Whenever like when that when I, when I say we speak English, speak English, speak English, but we don't speak the same English. language. I'm saying like uh, yeah yeah because <laughs> you, you don't even listen English. Yeah yeah because when 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 I, when I used to coach um I used to coach like seven to fourteen year olds in boxing right yeah and. By that, by, by the time I even started, I was already boxing for four years. Right. So stuff like kind of my stance and my hands yeah, and my jab, yeah, yeah, that was like all like back in my head. Mm. But for me to teach it, I need to speak their language. Right. What's really difficult, and I think this is kind of what's wrong with the school system, is that I need to speak 20 different languages in one sentence. When I'm speaking to the class, I need to, I need to adjust my language to 20 mm. different young people who speak English very, very differently. Mm. And it's so difficult, mm. which is why I prefer like one-to-one -one stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm adjusting my English for them. Mm. So that they, I, and it's, yeah, it's like one, that's why like, I respect teachers so much because yeah, when you yeah, teach yeah. well, yeah. like we said, like it, if I know a thing, I know a thing. But if I know, mm. it to, I know how to teach it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you know it infinitely better. Infinitely better. Mm. You know the foundations. Right. And it's even that reminds me of that thing that I used to do. Um, because mm. I say for example boxing yeah. one of the simplest things is boxing is a jab a jab punch the front mm -hmm. hand the lead hand whatever mm -hmm. I learned it when I was 11 mm. that's when I learned how to box when I first learned yeah. I started coaching when I was 16 when I, the first thing I realised is in when you're coaching you get the luxury of revisiting something that you learned several years ago with a completely different mindset like I'm revisiting yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's like going back to your childhood home mm. <coughs> you know what I'm saying I, I, I used to live around the corner from here when I was mm. a kid when I go there now mm. I'm like I was here. I, I was there all the time. I was there. I was sitting on that bench all the time. I was playing yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could revisit it from a whole new perspective. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I supports you in teaching as well. But that experience alone, that inner kind of explosion of excitement in mm -hmm, yourself, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's kind of why I had my, my my passion. If you don't have that explosion, you can't teach properly. Yes. If you don't have that passion, you can't true. teach. Properly. Very true. That's what like ch changes are given based on what you say. Changes are given. It's like usually it's like all those things they stay the same. Mm. It's like the thing that's changed is us. Like that's a constant. Yeah. 
<clears throat> the whole thing of like you watched a movie five years ago, you watched it now. Yeah. It's all like this movie's different. It's not the same movie no yeah, more. Yeah, man. It's like you're not the same no more. Superman, yeah. You see the string. I never saw yeah. the string as a child. Like, yeah, yeah, but the movie's the, the same. The movie's yeah, never changed. No, I do, I do, I, that's what I do appreciate it. So I'm yeah. a big like a Marvel. I'm a big Marvel fan. I love Marvel movies, all that stuff. And one of the things that Marvel movies do all the time is they like throwing stuff. Stuff they call it Easter eggs, mm-hmm. like small, small references mm-hmm. here and there, whatever. So Leo knows this. I've seen like Endgame, for example, Avengers Endgame, like at least twenty times. Mm. Each time I watch it, I know it's something more different. Something's different because I'm not focusing on the main thing anymore. Right, I know right, what's gonna happen. Right, 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 I, I don't. I focus on the main thing. I, get, if I don't look at the character's mm. face. I look at the thing on the left corner. Yeah, yeah. I say, oh, I didn't know it's that. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I'd love to? Do you know what I'd love for you to get to? What's that? Like in that, in the in what you just said, and I think this is like super powerful. Like I, I like for you to get to the point. It's like instead of noticing what's different in the movie, you notice what's different with you. For myself. Yeah. Mm. Like that was Chris. No, no, there's no, there's no, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. no, seriously. No, no, no because, okay, yeah, yeah, because what I'm saying is like, but he did, if every just, time you watch the movie, you're, you're a little bit different. So, yeah. It's like, what was different about you this time that made you see that thing that you didn't see before? I think, I think, I think it's easier to kind of notice the changes in others. And I think I don't know why, because, and I might have just blew my own mind by, by figuring this out. Hmm. I don't see you every single day 24 7. I see you regularly, even every day. So I don't see the natural progression between where you was before as the f- last time I saw you and where you was now. Mm. I see every millistep I've ever experienced. I'm saying so let's say for example, um I have a pencil, right? Mm-hmm. And that pencil is slowly rolling. It's slowly, slowly rolling. It's so slow that we can't even see it rolling, but it's doing it very slowly. Mm-hmm. When it and when it moves like five centimeters to the right, you don't like it's it's like it's always been there, like kind of thing. It's never it didn't move. It's always been there. But if I just pick up and put it to the right, you know it's moved. Mm-hmm. So I try to articulate it properly, but I see every micro adjustment I've ever made to myself. Mm. With you, I I get back to you after a week. So it's like I noticed the difference between how you was before and how you are now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see the change in someone when the change is so so small, but when the change is significant, it's a lot more, a lot more easier to see. Mm. I but saw a change. Well, you just told me about a change in you, which mm. is your observation style changed. Mm. So that that literally yeah. is like so. Even if you're talking about peripheral vision. Is that whole thing of just it without maybe you even knowing when you go out into the world you observe things differently because when you watch movies a movie twenty times it teaches you don't just look at what's in front of you yeah. like I read recently apparently like something like if you're walking towards somebody or somebody's walking towards you and you want them to move out the way stare at the shoulder i've heard that yeah i've heard that i've heard that like say somebody if you and i are walking yeah Yeah. bruv and the person would (laughs) look like (laughs) what kind of i'm gonna try that (laughs) no i need to try that the bad times i've done that thing where you go left and they go left and you go right you go right you start ball dancing together (laughs) (laughs) trying to get behind listen i've got i've got a different one if you're walking straight and someone's coming towards you you want them to move out the way go on your phone and keep walking straight you'll get you yeah I can indicate. I just got like that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, indicate. You might run into them. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, nah, what if you do it nine and they do it as well? Nine out of ten. <laughs> nine, nine out of ten times it works, though. I've, I've done it before, but not intentionally. I've done it by accident. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm just like, I'm in yeah, the middle. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, transcending into like a different world. zone. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I need to argue with Aladdin right now. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm sending out just mad messages. And you're walking with your head. I'm going, just like, by the time I look up, someone's in front of me just went sideways. I'm like, all right, lit. And just go back to the Transferable yeah, skills. But again, yeah, that's I guess that's a transferable skill. Like yeah. even when you told me about the whole observation stuff when mm. it comes to movies, mm. it, that that's a skill that I've able to, I've been able to transfer. Right. Like right. I started watching Marvel movies repetitively maybe four or five years ago, mm. and in this four or five years, 
I've become a bit more open to observation. Mm. So like stuff for like foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, uh, you already know, I'm pretty sure you know what foreshadowing is. Like kind of putting a, like a little... Do you know what foreshadowing is? No. Or not? You don't know. Oh, so I was explaining it like if you don't know. It's like um, having like a, sl- a, sl- a light reference early on for it to kind of come back later. Okay. So for example... I don't know. Maybe, maybe bef- uh, right at the beginning, you might have said something about story, story, yeah. and never mentioned it once throughout the entire pod. And you yeah. come back to it at the end, and you, you kind of mm-hmm. make it go full circle and thing. So foreshadowing, I've noticed that a lot. So like, whenever stuff like um, someone might do something or someone might say something, it might be so small and so I- insignificant, mm. but it plays out fully maybe a week later. And I've noticed like I'm, I go back in that time, and that happens a lot in movies. It's like a proper like a movie trope where they love mm. to play apply foreshadowing, mm. and then I've noticed in people it's like yeah, of course it makes sense. They were didn't. They didn't get it from movies. People made movies. Mm. So they got it from their own life experiences, mm. put in the movie that we see in the movie that we take in our own life. It's one b- big cycle. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. 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 No, that's powerful. Um, you know what? I've had like, way more questions for you. But mm. before we start checking out, there's one thing I wanted to ask you as well. Again, on, this was, um, I got this from Hebs' podcast. Yeah. You know, watched, and you mentioned he said this one thing. Yeah. And by the way, I don't disagree with you. I just wanted to explore it. He said, um, like you said, hurt people, hurt people. Like, do you truly believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to expand on it? Do, why do you think that is? Uh, and, and, and in what scenario do you think that happens? So in other words, mm-hmm. like, whilst you're going through something, it's what you know. Mm-hmm. So you tend to expand on what you know when you're going through things. That's not to say that you do it all the time um, in your life, like everybody you see mm-hmm. is going to hurt. But it's, it can be very difficult for some people who are going through things tragic moments etc um to in to not know that they are hurting other people Mm. indirectly so this isn't necessarily directly it could be a case where somebody who you love knows you're suffering Mm. and as a result of your suffering they could be interesting in a place of like man I'm feeling for you. That means I'm hurting. So that's like empathy slash sympathy right. hurting. Yeah. That's wow. You know what? That's part. Of, I love they said that because I didn't even see it like that. I was thinking about. I was thinking about people that get defeated by the experience of something mm-hmm. bad and they become that experience. Mm. So mm. You know, like when someone goes like something happened to someone, <coughs> and then, and I think some people don't have the resilience, so they're not resilient enough to go. You know what? Like including myself, I've been there before, but now I'm resilient enough to go, you know what, that experience is not going to defeat me and I'm not going to become the person that facilitates that same experience for yeah. other people. Yeah. But um but like, yeah, I was thinking about more more of that. Mm. But I feel like what you said is just that's beautiful, man. It's like if I'm hurting, yeah, I might indirectly be hurting someone else because they feel for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 nice. I like yeah, that one no, still. Respect, man. I like that. Yeah, you're you're no. a deep guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're a deep right. guy still. I love that. Mm. Um, <coughs> but yeah, coming to an end, uh, we didn't even get to ask you. Do it now? Yeah, Should we do it? Yeah, that's fine. Because we was meant to, it was meant to do this thing at the start, but we just got into this conversation and it just cool. kind of like went away. There's no rules. Uh, it's completely fine. It does feel a bit weird saying it towards the end, though. Yeah. It should be a starting point. But um, what's the one thing that you'd like people to know about you? that I told stories mm. for in order to give them windows to be able to look at life and see a different perspective. Wow, I like that. And how do you get a feeling of importance? How do I get my feeling of importance? 
something that I want. Mm. It's not something that I want. I think it's more of a. I just I, I want it to be more of a servitude thing. Back in the day, of mm. course, like hip hop is a very egotistical sport. Like naturally, hip hip hop is braggadocious. Yeah. So it, that's when we were in. Do you know what I mean? Back in the day, but and I think I still you still do you know what I mean? You rappers, you are the best. You believe you're the best, and mm. you go at it as you're the best. So I think from that standpoint, there's that um, there's that element of that. But then it's also a it's a ca- it's a it's a it's a performance. It's a character that you put on. So if it's if it's that, then it's that. But my thing is, man, I want to get on stage and serve. Mm. But that's the thing, so that, 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 you know, that can be your feeling of importance. And, uh, and I think that's completely fine. Like, mm. my feeling of importance is trying to, like, like, s- like lessen some of the suffering for other people. Mm-hmm. I feel important when I do that. Right, right, it's right. almost like, I feel like feeling of importance comes from, like, purpose. Right, right. Like, I've got this question from a book um, that I read a while ago. And <coughs> in the book, it, you know, the person was talking about it. Saying, like, if you show me how someone gets the feeling of importance, I'll show you who they are. Mm. So when they're saying, like, you know, if, if you, like, serving other people shows, mm. you know, you get a feeling of importance and it shows a lot about you mm-hmm. as, as a person and, mm-hmm. and what you bring to the society mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. communities and stuff. Right, right, right. right so I right. think that's important. Okay. And everyone, everyone's going to have their own different thing. Okay. And there is, like, you know, we already know there's no right or wrong or mm-hmm. way of feeling mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. There will just be different ways of, where, you know, some way might be more valuable for another person right, or right. Some, for some people less. I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, I'll let Aladdin take take the next one. <laughs> Wait. All right. Yeah. So closing off. Uh, last two checkout questions. <coughs> the first question is bl- split into two. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's a promotion. So we'd like you to promote anything that you're working on. Um, but that's that's the first question. First question is, what would you like to promote that's directly affected by you, something that you're doing, or s- a project that you might you might be a part of? Is anything? basically you related and the second thing uh, we'd like you to promote is something that has nothing to do with you so maybe a movie maybe a book maybe a tv show maybe a podcast maybe whatever mm-hmm. anything that has no relation to you that you think people should check out and they can take a lot from story story, no. <laughs> <laughs> story. Um, <laughs> i i so when I came back from Sierra Leone, I was like, okay, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? And Ramadan is coming up March 22nd. So I'm putting all my projects, things that I'm releasing on hold until after. Mm. Um, so I would really encourage people to join me um, on my socials um, at Alim Kamara to know what's coming out. Music, news stories, um, currently working on motivational content. So, yeah, looking at creative aspects, fully um, sharing that this year. So, please follow me on the socials at Alim Kamara. Mm. A piece of material content that I would recommend right now is a book called Atomic Habits. Mm. (sighs) Listen. It's, sorry, my Jesus. <laughs> I was in the moment. I was in the moment. I was in the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm used this to this. Listen, bro. listen. I've done. I've, I've been doing youth work for years. So sometimes, not even an intentional thing, but sometimes, like young people cut free and I'm just like this. And it's not, a, it's not doing <laughs> yeah, on purpose yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that, but just like you know, when someone doesn't see, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but what it is a built resilience to just go like, just be like this mm, like, for time. Damn. And I know they're gonna see it at some point. Yeah, yeah, and when yeah, they yeah, say, yeah, oh, I even see. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Because what I realised, like me feeling like holding and just like putting it down, there's a bit of like, I've given up shame. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like shame yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, I've yeah. given up because mm-hmm. I'm not embarrassed to just hold it there mm-hmm. for time. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm feeling empowered. Yes. But yes. more people, other people feel more like, embarrassed for me than I am mm. but I find it weird because you know, sometimes you're holding it yeah, yeah, and yeah. someone else I'm holding it, I'm not even saying nothing to the person I could say like yo like you, leave, you left me hanging but another person next to me would be like yo you left him hanging I see you I see you, you feel me I so see you. I see but yeah you. yeah Atomic Habits is a book that came across and I was like wow if mm. anybody the way the way is it James Clear is it yeah, yeah. James yeah. Clear the way he breaks down um, the simplicity of what it takes to build a habit. Like this man goes to the point of saying, if you want to go to the gym for the first however long, week or two weeks, he's like, just put your clothes on, go to the gym and then go home. Like, yeah. Or just go for two minutes. Yeah, and, yeah. and almost it's kind of like, that's dumb. Yeah, it sounds silly, but it's like, no, you're building muscles in your brain. Like you're building, you're creating new neurons Mm. that are connecting in your brain to the point where one day you're going for two minutes and you look at a piece of weight and wait, let me just pick up that one weight Mm. and just do a little something. And just the whole kind of thing of you doing that you've done more than the person who's just sitting on the And then then the compounds, it's like, you know, two minutes, three minutes one week. Two yeah. minutes and a half next week, three minutes a week after that. Exactly. It's compounding. No, go on, go on, sign us out, man. Go on, sign us out. Before you do it, yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to touch on about the, di- about the atomic oh, habits. Oh. Yeah, go on, you touch on um, That book is, is fascinating because not many people notice this, but he's actually doing the things he's preaching in the actual book. What's one of the rules? Make it attractive. That book, like visually, is a very attractive book with all the gold and everything. Sparkly. On top of that, he makes it simple, and that's what we love as humans. We love simplicity. Mm-hmm. Simplicity is attractive. Yeah. That's another thing he does. Breaks it down step by step. Look at the chapters he's doing. Very, very simple chapters. The titles are very simple. It's yes. like, again, like he makes, yeah, makes things very, very simple, mm. and everything he's preaching in the book, mm-hmm. he's doing in the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like, and we don't see until I've, I've read that book a long time ago, like maybe mm. like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that's still like playing in my head every time I g- I'm building a habit is like, yeah. oh yeah, James Clear said make it unattractive. If you want to b- lose it, make it unattractive. Mm. I'm doing like you know how can I make how can I make this pizza look as uh, disgusting as possible? Mm. Let me just uh, look at the bottom side. Look at all the oil at the bottom. Mm. Throw away in the bin. Mm. Go get apple. Mm. Yeah, please mm. take away, man. And that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, honestly. Um, <laughs> so those who don't know, this is the Imbira um, from Zimbabwe. This particular one is a 15 keys, Yunga Yunga. If anybody wants to look it up and, yeah, 
and get into it. It's a beautiful piece of industry. Yeah, you're 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 bro, you're a wonderful person, man. Yeah, so I'm, you, I'm I'm grateful for the fact that the world has you. Bro, you know what I'm saying? What you just said is because you're a reflection. Huh? <laughs> nah, I'm grateful the world has you, man. I'm I'm grateful to have you, man. No, not not on the podcast, honor, just man. as a, as a person no, in the world, man. Honor, man. It's, it's always I think I think for me it's always refreshing to see someone who's um, who's upkeeping traditions mm. and the old school traditions because a lot of us are losing that, mm. and also someone who's adding value to like people and just mm. helping people, you know, like through stories or whatever they're doing, mm. um, whether it's music, and I think yeah, we need more of that. It's a rare tribe. It's a rare tribe. So, yeah, you, and but it's interesting because you're providing a platform to expose what people are doing mm. and to share the. Like you said, if you were to go uni, you would study philosophy. You're getting people to share their philosophies, and you get a chance to debate uh, on them learn from them mm. teach them as well because you're not just listening to what we, you're also sharing as well so which i think it's yeah it's this is what we call community yeah these lights are the new campfires yeah do you know what i mean where we where we sit down and we share stories and we learn from each other so we can build we yeah. can grow do you know what i mean like when i heard when you when i <laughs> when i heard you talk about um like the gym session um it, 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 it's the whole thing of even if you're going gym every so often you need a reminder yeah. like you need somebody to just push and it's like ah piece of information you know mm -hmm. and hearing you speak to um, who was it you were speaking to Louis Louis Louis, Louis yeah. yeah and then when you were speaking as well in terms of about when you two were having a conversation about having different perspectives mm. and using it seeing people of a blank slate so I'm like you're you're refreshing people with things that they might have forgotten to be like, hey, when you go tomorrow, whether it's work or whatever you're doing, blank slate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it allows you to really, if you say blank slate, you approach people differently. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, when you, whoever came up with the name Beyond the Surf, it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I, sense. I, I think, um, yeah, we're on a mission of just providing learning. Mm. Um, and, and I think for us, it's, it's about building a community, but I guess part of the community is for people that are maybe just about ready to receive some of this, mm. or for people who are already in the space to receive this, but some yeah. people are not ready yes. for it. Yes. And that's completely fine. When they're mm. ready, they'll mm -hmm. hopefully they find us or we'll find them. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of recording it and have it like YouTube isn't going to die anytime soon. Mm. So even if you're not ready to learn the lesson mm. today, you can go back to it whenever you want. Yeah. Like 70 plus videos ready, ready for you to. Mm. Full of learning, ready for you to take whenever you're ready. And then there's the also the, the part where I'm like excited for where you lot will be in the near future, in the far future. And mm. it's just like you you see other podcasters where they've taken podcasting, if that's a word, yeah. um, and what they do with it, how they've made merchandise and this and it, it just expands. It's yeah. limitless. Yeah. So yeah, man, you lot are onto something. Yeah, we, we definitely want to have a balance of, um, like, we want to do more of this, meaning that, you know, if we can generate income mm. from this, it means mm. we're going to do more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's a balance of, like, we're not doing it for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. want that to do more of it. That's what's, that's what's going to yeah. bring the longevity. Yeah. That's what's going to bring the longevity. Because to do something, it's like, 
yo, I would do this regardless because I love it and mm. I enjoy it. Oh man, that that right there is when you found your core. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah that's part of core. So yeah. Man. But for the rest of life. But yeah, um last question to close it off with. Mm-hmm. Uh is not gonna like me because I'm gonna switch no, don't it up do it, man. for the sake of the theme. Huh? <laughs> Just, just, for once, for this, huh? just for once, just for this one, please. Nah, nah, just be nice I, I, I'm sorry, nice I can't, man, because this, this is within the theme. I, I brought him here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this. I'm, you're a murderer, man. Listen, you're stubborn. I'm selective stubborn. I'm not usually stubborn it's in general. Same thing. But no, no, it's not the same thing. I'm very selective <laughs> on particular things. But either way, go, go on, right, Broski, go. listen. When you get a chance, yeah, to tell one story to the whole world, mm. to 8 billion people, mm. So they were broadcasting the TV or everywhere, every single platform. Everyone's going to watch you mm-hmm. for that one story. What story do you want to tell them? On cold nights, you tucked me underneath my sheets. Loved the way you smiled when you kissed me on my cheek. Single mother, only God knows why you had to suffer. I'm sorry for the pain I caused you when I was younger. Hearing you crying from my bedroom wall, I couldn't take it. So I never knocked on your door. No matter how many press-ups I did, I still could not find the strength to comfort you when it was needed. That was then, this is now, I plan to make you proud. Tears of joy, that's all I want to see from now. Watch your son burst through the grass of clouds, strong, independent, playing the role of two parents. You gave me life. It's because of you I stand present. And although money situation wasn't that pretty, you saw to it that I never once slept hungry. I can never ask for more than you've given me. My worst day turned out to be my birthday. That morning your eyes were all swollen and red. Now you claim that you were just tired. I continued opening presents, you went back to bed. Before I knew it, I was surrounded by uncles and aunts. Sadly, tears and prayers began to churn. Ah, it was then I found out that he was gone, leaving his daughter and his son. I ran into the garden, kicking and screaming. How could he leave without even a warning? And of all the days to choose, why mine? My papa passed away way before his time. No picture moments to even take a glance at. But who's to blame for all this pain? I never knew him, so nothing much has really changed. See, you're a story that I need to share with the world. My pearl, I hold you close. For the patience you held, I write these notes. If your happiness is coloured, I'll be running for gold. Chopping onions, I told you my dreams in the kitchen. Mama, all I need is your blessing. Far from the offspring you picked up from school fights. I understand why you sheltered me from street life. Now that my little bro's in this frame, I know you need me to raise my game. Whereas as a role model in this crucial lane, you taught me applied education can break the chain. I know, mm. I know the angels admire your soul. Mama, smile for me. I love you so. Empty palm to the heavens, you pray with hope. Hope I become chosen to bring you joy with the sun's growth. So mama, you're a woman that I live for. Mama, you're a woman that I die for. Smile for me now, no more feeling down. In my eyes, you should be wearing a crown. Mm. Appreciate you, man. Fab. Love, respect, man. Adin. Fab. Respect, man.